We at Drunken Outsiders are a proper age to drink. We do not condone or approve of any underage drinking or any driving of sorts while under the influence. Please enjoy our episode. And live <laughs> from, from Bradshaw, our... Nebraska <laughs> studio here in Bradshaw, Nebraska. Hey everybody, my name's Ryan, I am your host, and right beside me is my co-co-host, <laughs> Devin, and we're the Drunken Outsiders. We'll announce... <laughs> <laughs> rock, nice rock and roll, man. So to start things off, uh, let's just give details on what we're drinking today. So what do you got? I got this old smoky Tennessee moonshine Mountain Rita. A moonshine cocktail. A Mountain Rita. It's uh, 9%. 9% alcohol. Fantastic. Oh, that's dangerous, too. That's dangerous. That tastes <laughs> damn good. <laughs> it's a margarita made with moonshine, huh? Yeah. Never really heard of that before. So I'm guessing it's good. It's yeah. Dangerous. Which, actually, I'm pretty sure... I want to say Cayman Jacks are 12%, so... Cayman Jack. Jack's 12%? I want to say so, yeah. That feels too high. Oh, it, those get that's you too fucked high. up, though. That's like a little less than uh, four loco. <laughs> I know. Those are damn good. <laughs> I need to drink another one of those. Four In the first episode, here. yeah. That was the first episode? Yeah. I always forget that. Oh, that. That caused. Freaking the... Warheads. Yeah, the Warheads one. Was it sour? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Did you pucker every time you took a sip? No, not that sour. <laughs> oh, man, that's a disappointment. But yeah, no, these moonshine ones are good. Nice. The see by the I see the old smoky stuff everywhere. Yeah. Nowadays. So what are you drinking? I'm finishing off some of this... Jeez. Sam Adams Oktoberfest stuff from our Halloween oh, special. Yep. You know... Your cousin. From Boston. <laughs> From Boston. <laughs> did we even do that last week? I feel like we did, but I don't remember. Huh. I don't know. We better get sponsorship from them for this. Oh, no shit. Every time I walk into the liquor store. <laughs> we do a lot. <laughs> Every time I walk into the liquor store and I see Samuel Adams in my head. Actually, I think I might have done it out loud once. I go, From Boston. <laughs> <laughs> you should just start doing it out loud. You should see if some Tell kind of stranger, you have some stranger walking past you, says it back. Like, you're like, your cousin. And <laughs> oh, they're like, from yes. Boston. That's what I'll have to do. Pick up a Samuel Adams and just be like, your cousin. And then just walk past <laughs> you. And be like, yeah. Just stand there staring at the nearest this, person to me. <laughs> this freaking freak is looking at me weird. <laughs> He's calling me his cousin. <laughs> Oh, well, well, anyway, we are actually on to our first cult. Hell yeah. Hooray. Party balloons and all that. Yeah. Right, right now. <laughs> our first cult. Streamers all over the uh, studio right now. That's right. Party stuff everywhere. You can't walk. Yeah, I had to get, I had to get the happy birthday thing, though, because I couldn't find the cult. <laughs> happy cult? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cult day! Yep. Yay! Wow. 
Well, yeah. This is the first one. Not going to be the last, but it is a doozy. <laughs> it is. Oh, my God. It's harrowing stuff. So, to get into it, um, we are covering... I didn't even say what the cult was. No. Nope. I was going to go into it without saying it. We are covering the Rulo Doomsday Cult, which was, you guessed it, from Rulo, Nebraska. Yeah. The one and only famous place. Yeah. The southeastern tip of Nebraska. Yeah, basically at the very southeastern tip of it. Yep. Like, pretty much right across from the Missouri River. Oh, yeah, I think it was, like, less than a mile away. Yeah, so you cross that, you go into Missouri, and then, like, I don't know how far, but it's not, like, not very far, where you go straight down from Merlo, you hit Kansas. Yeah. Like, it's pretty much there. And it's only a town of, I think, 200 some. Not very big. Yeah. Mostly, is it still mostly farmers, I'd imagine? I don't know. Because it's, guess. like, prime farming area around yeah. there. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. no idea what it looks like. I don't know if I'm going to go with that. It's like out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I Something go. happens to you. What would you do, though? They have a bar there. Just go visit the Rulo bar? Yep. And maybe the hog farmers, all this shit happen? I don't even know if they have anything for that. Probably not. They must have I sold wouldn't. off the land. They probably demolished everything. Yeah. And made a farmland. I just know. I'm pretty sure it's like. And you can, you probably know this, two miles north of Rulo? Around there. This all happened? Yeah, at about a few miles out from Rulo. Okay. That this compound was. Or the farm. Yeah. So I'll get into that. So the Rulo <clears throat> cult consisted of about seven adults and ten children. And the ringleader of it all was one Michael Ryan. Sounds like a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Michael Ryan was a big white supremacist and Bible thumper who threw a bunch of like tyrannical cult leader kind of stuff, manipulated all these people into moving into this farm where they would commit like Dozens of crimes, you know? Yeah. Commit crime, they'd steal. And then eventually would lead in two, two deaths. Two deaths? Two deaths. Oh, yeah. One of five-year-old Luke Stice and of an adult member by the name of James Thin. Which Was it all people from Rulo or? Um, no, not really. I mean... The guy who owned the farm originally, Rick Stice. Yeah. They lived there. Him okay. and his wife and his three kids. Um, the other ones, not really. I mean, Michael Ryan was <clears throat> pretty much from Kansas. Hmm. They all met in Kansas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sweet. So Michael Ryan was a cult leader. Yep. Who owned the land? Rick Stice. And who was the adult that died? Uh, James Thin. Oh, I think he said Stice. Okay. No. Luke Stice is the little boy that died. Oh, fuck. He was Rick's son. But we'll get more into yeah. that specifically. 
So at pretty much at the beginning here, um, these people met and came together at this gathering that this guy had all across the country and mostly around the Midwest. And this lovely gentleman's name was a Reverend James Wickstrom. Have you heard of him? No. No? Good. This <laughs> is a real piece of work. Oh, nice. He was going around preaching the word of God, except he was putting a bit of a different spin on it. Um, he was a member and a so-called self-proclaimed leader of one of these groups called a Posse Comitatus. Posse Comitatus, which is Latin. I can't remember specifically, but it's like when like a sheriff gets together a group of oh, a townspeople. Yeah, pretty much a posse. That's where that comes from. Oh, huh. But the guy changed it in a way that it was like a group of militant survivalist sort of I was going to say, you don't need to unzip your pants. <laughs> I want to be free. <laughs> we got to be open for all this. Open the learning. <laughs> Just so everybody knows that was not my pants. This is my jacket. <laughs> it's getting hot in here now. God. Can't even go in the studio and be expected to wear pants. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> okay, sorry. You can go back to the story. I just I heard the zipper and I Don't had to say track. it. <laughs> so basically, the Posse Comitatus um, take their kind of beliefs from this thing called the Christian Identity Movement. You know what that is? No. So it's basically an idea that gathered... I don't know, support or this kind of growing recognition in some people that uh, basically those of Anglo-Saxon and Germanic ancestry were the true children of God mm-hmm. were the true people of Israel that anyone with any other color of skin was basically the children of Satan oh, evil I people gotcha. yeah. so basically White people good, and anybody else bad. Yeah. Was their beliefs in a nutshell. And they're trying to wrap that kind of ideology behind, you know, teachings of the Bible and God and all that. So not not very fun people to be around. A bit. You know. Bit of elephant in the room when you're at the backyard barbecue. Yeah. Everyone's coming in with their KKK mask and all that. It's like the scene from Step Brothers. Huh. I was thinking of Django Unchained. Oh, I was actually thinking about it when I was researching. I can't see fucking shit through this thing. <laughs> My wife spent all day making these masks for y'all. My eye holes are all fucked up. <laughs> I'm not going to say... The masks were a bad idea. <laughs> I'm just saying, we should have spent more time on them. <laughs> Fuck y'all. I'm going home. <laughs> I can't 
can't see shit. <laughs> yeah, it'd be something like that. Mm. But yeah, basically went around preaching all this stuff and then this little little average size guy. He used to be a uh like farmhand, not really farmhand. Uh he was a truck driver. Oh, okay. He's <laughs> a truck driver of sorts. And he went to these meetings and started becoming like pretty much Wickstrom's right hand man in Kansas. <clears throat> okay. That man was one Michael Ryan. Ooh. The plot thickens. <laughs> the plot she thickens. So basically, throughout time, other people would come, and they'd start forming this kind of group with Ryan. And it's where Rickstum would teach them all this thing called the arm test. So basically, the arm test is where one member stands there and puts out their right arm. like That's your left. I'm just showing you. I'm going to knock off shit on the other side if I do it. You got to be practical here. So they put out their arm. Okay. Like a 90 degree angle. You know, straight out. Okay. And then, yeah. And then another member would come up to their side, put one arm on their shoulder, then one arm on their wrist. Mm, okay. And they asked God a question. Except they wouldn't say God, they would all address them as Yahweh. Yahweh. Yahweh would be the word for God through this whole thing for them. Which I know many believe that's his name, so. What? <clears throat> many believe that. Yahweh is not the true name of God or anything? No, like it that? is the name of God. Oh, is the name of God. Yeah. So are these people. <laughs> is it different? I don't know. Do you believe it's the name of God? I think it might say it somewhere in the Bible, actually. But I don't remember. I think so. I think or it was like Yahweh. The... El, Elohim. Hmm. Elohim was a common Hebrew kind of term for God, Allah. too. Allah. <laughs> I know that translates as God. Well, yeah. I mean, that's Islam. Yeah. I don't know what Akbar means, but... Glory to God or something like that. Oh, okay. Maybe. Uh, don't quote me on it. <laughs> I don't know anything about <laughs> Islamic teachings. But it might be something like that. Either way. Um, when they... Someone... Arm on the shoulder. Yeah. Arm on the wrist. And then they ask Yahweh a question. If the answer was yes, the arm stayed up. Oh, I should say they would put like a little bit of... They'd put pressure on the wrist mm, when they okay. put their hand there. If the answer was yes, the arm would stay up. If the answer was no, the arm would go down. Hmm. We have to try that later. Oh, you think it would work? I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it does, but. <laughs> oh, so was, the arm test would pretty much become the basis of this group. This cult group. They would do everything by it. That's like having your basis being in a Ouija board. Doing what? Having oh, your, your basis, basis being, being in a Ouija, Ouija board. board. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know like it doesn't that, make sense. Somebody's moving it. Yeah, you know somebody's fucking moving it. That's why they tell you not to do an Ouija board alone. Because it won't fucking move. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, nonetheless true, really. I'm like, ghosts are real. They are, dude. They move the board. They are real? <clears throat> they just don't move boards. That's beneath them. <laughs> they just don't talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck this guy. A Ouija board? What a chump. <laughs> Let's leave this pansy play with his own hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you did with those hands earlier. I ain't touching that thing. <laughs> Might want to go wash your hands. <laughs> I think about that way too much. <laughs> so, or in the early 1883, uh, Ryan began like calling these like individuals that would later become that certain cult group members. Okay. And he'd go tell them that he talked to Yahweh, and that the men were supposed to go out and do some stealing. So basically, that's what they would do. He said if any of the men refused to go on these stealing raids, the Ryan would remind them that their families would not be safe if they angered Yahweh. So bang, I mean, basically, you go steal, it's God's creed. If you don't do that, your entire family is going to be guarded under the anger of God. Do they not know the Bible at all? One well, of the Ten Commandments is, you shall not steal. That's part of it. Everything, like, that says shit like that. Anything that go against their kind of beliefs, in a way, Ryan would, like, re, like, make it different, you know? I mean, yeah, but... Like, he changed the way it's written. Beforehand, did they not know anything about Christianity, or... I don't know, it's just the way they thought, hmm. I guess. A lot of them, they're just susceptible to his teachings. I mean, of course, being a cult leader, a lot of them are charming in a way. Yeah. And a lot of what you will hear with cult leaders is they can make you believe anything. Oh, yeah. I want to meet one one day. Very, do you? Oh, yeah. I know I can withstand them. <laughs> My powers of perception are stronger than you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see through your soul. I got the power of God and <laughs> anime on my side. <laughs> Colt can't fully function in the power of anime. Nope. Nobody can. It's hard to understand. The power of hentai compels you. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, so basically, yeah, pretty much every Saturday they'd have these Bible meetings and Ryan would kind of preach it out. Anything that he said was right was right and then everything he didn't agree with was quote made up by the jews <laughs> nice why does everybody hate on the jews i don't know it's a centuries long like grudge thing i mean they did that kill a lot of jesus, christian so. society put against jews they did kill jesus so 
that that justifies about. I mean, no, it doesn't. Million, not million. I think it was six million. A thousand years of. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going. talking about the Holocaust yeah. yet. <laughs> I see where you're going. A thousand years of persecution plus the genocide that. Yeah. There. But I mean, yeah, it kind of all came through in that. <laughs> like the whole idea that the Jew-run government and all that, controlling everybody's lives. It's pretty yeah. much part of the... Now they just run the music industry. Oh, yeah? I think that's what Kanye said. Yep, we gotta trust everything Kanye says. <laughs> no, that's what he said when he went whole anti-Semitic or whatever. I think he's always been anti-Semitic. I don't know. I mean, he's just finally pushing it all out. <laughs> I've never liked the guy that also guy. recently said he likes Hitler, so... Yeah, I've never liked that guy. Either way, anything they didn't like was made by the Jews. <laughs> and that confirming himself through the arm test in one session, he said he was the reincarnation of the Archangel Michael. Oh, nice. That he didn't have to do the arm test. Yahweh's... Yahweh speaks to him through his mind. Mm. So he no longer needed the arm test to communicate his orders to his group. Which is at the zone. Hmm. Yeah. Great times. So they started going around stealing stuff. You know, going out to farms and pretty much raiding hogs, cattle, machinery. And then go around selling them to... Basically, stockpile. <laughs> Tell them back. <laughs> what? Sell them back to the yeah, people that stockpile. I found this cow. That really looks like my cow. No, it's not. <laughs> sure, it's not my cow? No, it's not your cow. Yeah, too bad this isn't branding country. You can brand? No, you can. It's just... Oh. Up, I think it's north and west of here. Like, you're supposed to brand your cattle. Oh, yeah. Keep safe from stealing and all that. Yeah. Like, it's not really common practice around here. I mean, people do it still, but you're not forced to. Right. Hmm. Yeah. I never really know people who are still branding, really. Yeah. Thought they were, like, tagging, tagging your cattle and all that. I mean, yeah, you still put an ear tag on them, but you brand them, so... Yeah, so it's like not easily manipulated way of identifying yeah. your own livestock. Yeah. yeah, well, they'd sell them back and stock up on clothes, food, and then they start buying weapons. Yeah, because this is where the doomsday part of the cult comes in. Ryan would profess that the end of days is coming. Armageddon's on its way. It'd be kind of like. It's sort of like a helter-skelter kind of event, if mm. you know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. A full-on race war, apparently, which would start in none other than Rulo, Nebraska. <laughs> yep. Of all places. So they, he eventually had them set up a sort of base, base camp of sorts, you know, yeah. a compound where can put all this shit and steal from everywhere. They eventually landed in uh, m- one of their members, Rick Stice's hog farm. 
about an 80-acre farm a few miles from Rulo, Nebraska. Oh, yeah. So when they moved to Rulo, the whole group consisted of Michael Ryan, his wife Ruth, Ryan's three kids, Rick Stice, his three children, because his wife died. Lloyd Proya. Uh, Cheryl Gibson and her five children. A James Haverkamp. A Lisa Haverkamp. Jane and James Thin. They're all there. So pretty much seven adults, which included Ryan's son Dennis, as an adult. Hmm. But I mean, he was only 17 at the time. I was going to say, that's, 10, that's 11 children, but... Yeah. The three men, women, Ruth, Cheryl, and Lisa, who's 15 at the time of her moving out there. And then 10. <clears throat> 10 of these kids. So, the farm pretty much consisted of their living spaces of two trailers. Basically. All the women and kids and a trailer in one part of the trailer they had men in the other and then rick stice pretty much had his own trailer that he shared with lisa Haverkamp because michael pretty much married them at this point she's gross yeah considering she's 15 years old yeah a grown dude but by august of 1984 um pretty much Everything fell into routine. Michael Ryan would establish through either commands or through the arm test of daily tasks that he would give the group. So yeah, basically he would give them all these tasks to do throughout the day and he would sit there and watch television. Nice. Yeah, until he would like preach to him at some point or do whatever. Which this so, is what year? 1984. Ooh. I don't think there's good television back then. No. Cheers wasn't out yet. When was that? Like 88? I think 85. 85? Oh, I, I thought it was like early 90s. No, that's when it ended. Oh. That's when Frasier started. 82. Frasier. 82, so Cheers was on. He had so good television. He's sitting there watching Cheers. Yep. Now I'm hearing it. He was watching Ted dancing while he made everybody else work. Yeah. I mean, I, it, I'd do it. It's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Yahweh demands you get McDonald's. <laughs> Bring it to me. Well, I of... watched the God Todd, Ted dancing. Can you confirm that through the arm test? <laughs> Speaking of the arm test. Everybody else would use that for everything. I mean, they used it to determine how long they'd fucking boil water. Like for food. Until it starts boiling? <laughs> they didn't figure that. They had to ask Yahweh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. That means somebody knew how long to boil water, though. <laughs> nope, you have to ask God. I know, but obviously somebody's putting their hand down. <laughs> nope. Ask yeah. God. <laughs> Damn it, Devin. 
right through this. <laughs> yeah, so basically everybody else was out there doing menial tasks and being a dumbass. He would just watch television and shit all day and then eventually probably preach to him. Nice. Probably smoke weed. I forgot to say, at their earlier meetings when they're not all living together, when they get together in groups, <clears throat> he would preach this white supremacist crap. And then at the end of it, they'd all just smoke weed. Oh, nice. Yeah. Part of the teaching, man. You gotta smoke it up. Though, really... Uh, it definitely, I think it was used in like the old times, you know, high priests would smoke to get like closer to God, you know? Yeah. That's what they did with drugs a lot back then, so. We need to go to Colorado then. Get closer to God. <laughs> get, get closer to God. You can be mile high while a mile high. You could. Get attacked by a bear. And join the mile high club. <laughs> Not with each other, obviously. <laughs> Say, are you asking something to me? No. Get high and fuck me in the mountains? Is that your dream here? Everything but you. Everything but me. And then get attacked by a bear. Then get attacked by a bear. Oh, man. Well, anyway... Back to it. So eventually, along the line, um, Michael, being some freaking nerd that he is, started giving military kind of status to all the dudes, hmm. including himself. So basically, they're all angels and like priests in and of themselves, high parts of, you know, God's stuff yeah but then he also gave him these military names he started making them all generals oh he said they're all five-star generals well fuck i joined a cult too <laughs> you want to be a five-star general oh yeah <laughs> i'm a warrior god yeah and the government if i walk into a like a store and they ask you got a military discount i'm a five-star general bitch <laughs> You wear the five-star sticker on your chest. Yep. <laughs> oh, are you uh, Army or Marines? God. <laughs> Gads, Mac, Commander. You'll have to ask my CO. His name is Yahweh. <laughs> so, during the late part of 1984, um, hardships began. He's popping around. On the farm. Stice, hmm. who was in sort of financial difficulties since before they moved out there, considering, I guess there was some, like, hardships in, like, this time period with farming in that area. Hmm. Like, prices of hogs and all that going down and was not good for him. So he lost the farm. And eventually it landed in the hands of one of the members of cool so they stayed there but michael became kind of upset with stice because he lost the farm so it's not his fault 
it's not what God wanted. <laughs> so he pretty much demoted Stice from being what he was of a six-star general. Oh, not just five-star, six-star. Knocked him down to three stars, didn't he? Uh, no, he got designated a slave. Oh, shit. Zuri's lower than everyone else there. I'm guessing that's like a 0.5 star. 0.5 stars? Yeah. <laughs> like a fucking Yelp review? <laughs> yeah. That's how we rank our generals. <laughs> yep. Five star grading system. <laughs> Food was bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, basically made him a slave, moved Lisa to the northern trailer. He was in the southern trailer that moved her to the northern trailer where she shared a bed thereafter with Ruth and Cheryl. Mm. And, yeah, and eventually in December, Michael Ryan would take Little Miss Lisa as his third wife because he had Ruth, he married Cheryl, like a year or so before then, and now Lisa. Hmm. Is now his wife. Damn. Lucky guy. <laughs> Till they all fired a divorce. Yeah, she was like 16. <laughs> 15, 16. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot. So you might want to think, rethink that nice. Ew. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Change the words. Yeah. Well, eventually, by the end of it, Ryan would have four wives. <laughs> <laughs> Ruth, Cheryl, Lisa, and a woman named Deborah Thiel. T-H-I-E-L-E. I think Thiel. Yeah. Which was the sister of Cheryl and Lisa. Hmm. It's like the literal <clears throat> interpretation of sister wives. Yeah. Pretty much. Ugh. Good show, though. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, have you watched it? <laughs> Is that actually a show? Sister Wives? Yeah, it's a show. Oh. It's like this guy married a bunch of chicks. Oh. Were they all sisters? I have no fucking clue. Huh. That's I don't know. about as far as I know. <laughs> huh. Crazy. Crazy. And eventually here, James started getting in trouble with Michael when during one Saturday Bible meeting, he began questioning the existence of Yahweh and the arm test. Oh. I would question the arm test right away. Like, dude, I know I'm putting my own arm down. Like, <laughs> I thought we went over this. Oh my God. I'm it's sorry. God's <laughs> will, Devin. But he says go. The arm just doesn't move. <laughs> it's permanently up. Unless God tells it to go down. He keeps telling me to boil my water longer. Even though it's already boiling. <laughs> Something's wrong here. God keeps saying one minute longer. One minute longer. Yeah. All the water is going in the air. Yeah. I don't know what to do. By the time he says stop, it's all gone. <laughs> Michael gets angry at me. He says, where's the food? I tell him. 
God took it. God said, keep going. <laughs> oh, yeah. And basically, in the same meeting, um, Rick Stice's five-year-old son, who is living on the, ran- the ranch, the compound with them all, Luke, put his doubts in the arm test as well. But, I mean, he's a five-year-old kid. So I mean, he's, yeah. He's probably just said, this looks stupid or something like that. Yeah. Like all five-year-olds would probably say. Actually, probably just kept saying, but why? Probably. <laughs> but why? 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 So it was around, okay, yeah, so that upset Ryan, of course, because it undermined his authority. Yeah. His authority. Yeah, so around January, February of 1885, 1985, <laughs> 1885, <laughs> turn back the time. <laughs> God said so. <laughs> Boil water so long it turned back time about a hundred years. So in nineteen eighty-five he would put them, Rick Stice, and Luke in the southern trailer all by themselves. You know, kind of an isolation kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Which would happen a lot in a different cults. Like it's us and then there's them. Yeah. It's a very common way for them to like say this is not they are not the same, right? Eventually, so both them and Rick were, like I said, demoted to slaves. And then Luke was commonly called after that a dog, a mongrel, a, mongrel, a gook. It's racist. <laughs> I don't think he was even. <laughs> we're dog shit. This is a very nice thing to say to a five year old. No. Especially gook. Oh my god. I wouldn't even know what that meant. Probably not. I don't think any of them would really know what this meant. Maybe some of them. So, and it was about that time that Ryan would begin to abuse all of James, Rick, and Luke. Hmm. So basically, the abuses would both be physical and verbal in a sense. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Oh, really? Because Ryan would threaten to amputate Rick's penis at times. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and then also threaten to skin and both burn little Luke alive. Yeah, I think I would have beat the shit out Sticks of him. Sticks and stones. <laughs> I think I would have beat the shit out of him if, he, if I heard both of those threats. Hey, it's Yahweh's plan. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would take, I would suffer the wrath of God. But still beat the shit out of that man. Oh, would you? He's like six foot two, two eighty five. Holy shit, he's a big motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can beat the shit. You're gonna out have of to him, pull but... something on him or something. <laughs> pull out with a, a shovel handle. Plenty of guns. They do. We'll get back to that though. I didn't say it before, but I'll say it when they get through with it. Um. Go so with, yeah. Go with the shovel head. <laughs> I was going to say, just shovel him. (laughs) And then, around that time, both James 
and Rick, and this is where it also especially gets gross. Um, eventually, Ryan would, by the orders of Yahweh, instruct both James and Rick to have anal sex with each other. First, he would tell Thim to have butt sex with Rick, and he told him to, quote, make him hurt. Oh, yeah, no, that motherfucker's dead. <laughs> and, you know, vice versa. He would have Rick have, forcefully Rick have Rick have sex with James. Yeah, no, I'd kill that motherfucker. <laughs> then also along the line, he would force them to have sex with a goat. But that's not bad for you. Fuck, this is not my asshole. <laughs> well, here you go. I mean, personally, I couldn't fuck a goat, but... <laughs> I never fuck a goat. They're too fast for me. <laughs> <laughs> Catching is the tricky part. Yeah. <laughs> well, here you go. Ryan would also, on occasions, force Rick to perform oral sex on his own five-year-old son, Luke. Oh, my God. How how does nobody kill this motherfucker yet? And then, after that, he would force Luke to go down on his own father. Oh, my God. I would have killed the son of a bitch. While all the other men in the group would watch. Ugh. Dastardly stuff, isn't it? God damn. Yeah. Even just being a member. Oh my god. Just being a random member of the cult. I think I would have killed them. Yeah. I mean, that's what anybody would say. You know? I mean, yeah. People aren't in a cult. Yeah, being in a cult. Yeah, like. I mean, cults are a lot. They a lot of these you. members are like at their low points. Yeah, in their they lives. get you when you're desperate in life. And Rick was in a financial crisis. His wife was dying. They only met Ryan because they were going to faith healers to try and help her live. And then she died. Yeah. He got off the rails. So it's a lot. It's but, a lot of people I mean, kind of like that. And then yeah, I, I gullible assholes like the Haver Camps. <laughs> even when like you're at a low point, you still gotta have fucking morals like not sucking off your own son. Yeah, should. But what Ryan would tell him for all this, he would say Yahweh wanted these acts to be performed in order to humiliate James and Rick and Luke as punishment for having quote bad thoughts. That's the reasoning for all of this going down. God. Yeah. Thanks. And then eventually we get to Luke's death. Mm. So it's about one of these days around March of 1985, where after constantly and repeatedly shoving Luke into like things, like into a cabinet, like literally shoving this little kid. Shit. When one one shove, one of these shoves, he shoves him, he hits his head on the cabinet, and he goes unconscious. And of course, nobody seeks medical attention. Luke dies later that night. Damn. Yeah. And then eventually, after 
eventually. Well, after that, he makes James and Rick, Luke's father, bury him. He makes his own dad dig the grave and put his kid in. It's like terrible stuff. Yeah, I feel like that would be a more of a low point than his wife dying. I mean, I'd imagine. So I feel like... Forced to sexually assault your own kid and then your kid... And then you have to bury your own son, yeah. Yeah, after the guy in charge. Yeah, I feel like I would go fucking berserk on the guy in charge. He's a heavy set dude, I mean... I mean, yeah. There's certain kind of things you need to do, I guess. Have a knife. Guns would take care of him. A gun would. Except he's in charge of the guns. He's in charge of everybody who's in charge of the guns. I wouldn't want it to go down that fast. No? I don't want to make him suffer if I had to do that. Yeah. Oh. Wait until you hear what happens to James. Oh, I know. Fuck. (laughs) It is not nice. I'm already pucking. Puckering. Puckin'. I'm already puckin'. <laughs> I'm already puckering. <laughs> Susan, later of the March. Of the March. <laughs> later of the March. <laughs> that Ryan and his third wife, Lisa, went to Kansas City for their honeymoon. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's perfect. So while they were gone, uh, Rick manages to escape. Good for him. Yeah. And it was around this point that Rick and James were both... Usually, every night, they'd be chained to the porch of the trailer they were staying in. And left there asleep every night. Jesus Christ. But Rick had managed to escape this one time. And he left the farm. You know what happened? How far did he get? (laughs) He started to worry about eternal damnation for himself. And he Mm -hmm. returned to the farm seven days later. No. Yep. Oh, my God. So, upon his return, Rick and James... Okay, never mind. My bad. Confused events. After the escape, they were both chained to the porch every night. Oh. So, it was in April of 1985... That Rick escaped for a second time after Ryan ordered Timothy to take him into town to get his social security check. You know where Rick went? Right back to the farm? Nope, he did not go back to the farm. Well, good for him. But he also did not contact authorities about everything going on the farm until like June. My God, he escaped in April? Yeah. Where'd he go? Oklahoma? Yeah, somewhere else. <laughs> Anywhere else. <laughs> so after Rick's permanent escape from the farm, uh, things started turning a bit worse for Mr. James then. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like a Canadian way to say it. It's like... <laughs> Well, it kind of got bad from there on, you know. Didn't have a fun time, eh? (laughs) They went a little too far. (laughs) Just saying. Just saying, eh? (laughs) 
<laughs> fucking Americans, eh? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, man. Yep. So, once again, James became the focal point of Ryan's rage, basically. He was still forced to sleep chained to the porch every night. He apparently fed small animals and was also forced to fuck a goat. Again. And Which, I mean, after the first time, it's probably not the worst thing. I mean, it's still a fucking animal. I mean, yeah, it probably <laughs> sucks, but after uh, the first time, like, it still sucks. Not good. <laughs> I'd still, oh my god, I couldn't live that way. I'd go on a murder spree if I was him. Mainly, mainly Ryan? towards Ryan. Towards Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> but anybody that tried to stop me, they're dying too. Well, I have a drink first. <laughs> here's to James. <laughs> yeah, here's to James. So we get to the fateful start. April 27th, 1985. We're about to start crying. <laughs> so after James was... Okay, so James was accused by Ryan of poisoning a turkey that the group had in the fridge. I don't know how... Wait, was it alive or dead in the fridge? Well, it was in the fridge, so I'm guessing oh, it's okay, dead turkey. Oh, okay, wait, wait, okay, I got it. I, I thought you meant like he poisoned a turkey so no, it died. No, not alive turkey. He poisoned a turkey <laughs> okay. so they eat it. Okay, I, got, I thought you meant like he poisoned a live turkey so it died. Yeah, I don't think poisoning a live turkey would justify anything. Actually, nothing justifies what happens <laughs> no. to him at this point. I'll say that nothing right now. Nothing justifies it. I mean, even if he murdered Ryan's son, it wouldn't justify what happens. Actually, Dennis became a part of this. Yeah. he. Yeah, I'll get into it, but he became involved in all this. <clears throat> so after being accused of poisoning their fucking dinner, James was beaten by all the men and taken to the hog confinement building that they had on the property. Fuck. Where he was kept chained in there for the night. I'm going to tell you right now. Not too bad, huh? I'd rather drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Wrong cult. <laughs> I know, but I'd rather drink the fucking Kool-Aid than what James went through. Well, um, for everybody about to find out. Yeah, hey, just a graphic warning coming up. Like, Oh, should we do that nowadays? Because yeah, I know it's probably. only going to get worse for us yeah. in terms of details. There's a graphic warning. If you've got a soft stomach... Afterwards, we'll give you like a short rundown, but short rundown. Yeah. Okay. Can be in charge of that. <laughs> no. I don't. I got the details. Yeah. You can be the soft punch. Yeah, I'll, I'll be the soft punch. Just after the episode, we'll give you a soft punch of this part. The soft punch of this part. Well, for the nitty gritty, the shit I live for. At about mid-morning of the next day, Ryan told the rest of the adult men to go out to the hog confinement farm. I mean, he took he took them all out there, I guess. That's why I should be seeing. And once they got out there, they instructed James to, quote, disrobe and to bend over what's called a farrowing cage. I don't know what a farrowing cage is. Farrowing? Farrowing. F-A-R-R. O W I N G, farrowing. I'm guessing it's like an animal. 
some kind of spell it out for me again f a f a r r r r o w o w i n i n g i n g i haven't done that in a while though oh it's something for pigs oh it's for them to birth in or not to birth in them to like the moms lay there they get pinned down and the babies come suckle Oh. A farrowing cage. Farrowing cage. Well, he was told to get nude and bend over this cage. And then Ryan told them that he was going to sexually... He was going to be sexually assaulted with the shovel... With the handle of a shovel. (laughs) So then Michael... He kind of lubed up the the shovel handle. I don't think that's good like, enough, though. It's like, you gotta help it. Not really. No amount of lube could help. With, with what happened to him? No. <laughs> Not in any sense of the word can lube help oh what's going to happen here. <laughs> oh, my fuck. So... He had then told the men, Michael then told the men that James had not done a good enough job with the goat. And so that Yahweh instructed him. Did he not do enough foreplay with the goat or what? I guess not. I mean, not enough kisses. (laughs) You know. He didn't suck off enough tits. (laughs) Not enough cuddling at the end? Yeah. I I don't know. Shit. How do you not fuck a goat good enough? Oh my god. It's by Yahweh's standards. I don't know what's... <laughs> no, it's by Ryan's standards. <laughs> God damn it, I lost my place. Okay, he, he said that James did not do a good enough job with the goat. That Yahweh... Oh my gosh. That Yahweh wanted James probed. So Ryan then inserted the shovel handle... Five to six inches into James' oh. rectum and continued to probe him for about 30 seconds. So then Ryan then, jeez, Ryan then informed the men that Yahweh had said that he wanted the handle inserted between eight to ten inches and had given Ryan the order in which each man was to probe them themselves with the handle. That's like a good inch to a half to two inches handle. Like, depending on the handle, but... The shovel handle? That's yeah. thick. That's thick-ass shit, man. You don't want that up your butt. I don't want that anywhere on my body. <laughs> not your hands? Oh, my hands are fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just not my butt. Oh, my God. So then a tape measure was used to, like, measure every time yeah. they go far into... James Butthole. Which, didn't they mark it on the shovel? They didn't actually put the tape measure up there with it. No, I'd imagine they marked it on the shovel. <laughs> <laughs> tape out every time they broke it. It's like, hold it still. <laughs> cut your butthole, I feel like. Um, just keep going, just keep yeah, going. Yeah, we're going to get to the a little bit. So yeah, it was marked how far they went on the shovel handle. So while Ryan had the handle inserted in James' rectum, he told James 
I'll have to shove this thing up to your heart. Um, little did they know at the time, but after the fact, when the examiners and the pathologists are examining James' body, they found, well, they testified in court that the shovel handle, in fact, had been inserted two feet into James's body. Oh, my God. I, I don't even know. <laughs> Are you going to throw up there? No. Sounded like it. Imagine that. Two feet of this thick shovel handle up inside your butt. So, yeah, basically, each of the men took their turns probing James' rectum with this shovel handle. Until eventually, of course, they got to the two feet. I mean, okay, I lost my place a bit there. They're two feet up his ass. Where I have this shit. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> so each of them, beginning with Ryan, would probe James once again. Second round. Fuck. So yeah, they went through the second round of probing for him as if the first one wasn't enough and so it's through the second round that of course they probably reached that two feet mark because in this go around they managed to rupture and i'll say rupture because that's the true form of the word they ruptured james rectal walls so he had hemorrhoids up the <laughs> Forceful hemorrhoids. <laughs> Sit over here shaking. Can you imagine that? No, I get the lining of your asshole just completely obliterated to the point where it bursts. It just ruptures. After the shovel six and inches, the handle is like six, not six inches, twenty two feet. After six inches, I'd have killed myself. Yeah, after two feet, the handle would do that for you. No shit. Like, oh my god. He was chained down to this thing, right? Yeah. Okay, good. I was going to say he... Yeah, eventually, of course, he was like screaming and moving. So they chained him down and Ryan would kick him in the head and tell him to shut up. You know, be quiet. Oh, yeah, you're no. getting two feet of handle shoveling you. I think you're warranted a scream or two. <laughs> They wouldn't know. have even been able to change. They wouldn't have even been able to shove a shovel up my ass. I would have fought back so fucking hard. Well, if there's like five other guys. Have you ever had a grill in a corner? It ain't pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me from personal experience. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I am fighting to tooth and nail. <laughs> they are either killing me or I'm killing them. Nobody's going to shovel up the ass. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it was after that they completely and utterly fucked up this guy's body that Ryan decided that the handle was being inserted a bit too far. <laughs> no shit. So that they needed an object that was bigger. So, he greased up the fat end of a pickaxe and inserted it into James' rectum about three inches. 
After a second round of probing, the men left to do some chores and left James chained in the hog confinement shed. Jesus. No doubt leave him bleeding out from his bow. No shit. So then they eventually returned to the shed and removed James from the farrowing crate and bound him to an overhead auger is what I read, but I'm not sure what that is. Well, an auger is something that digs in the ground or yeah, I knew that. Moves I didn't corn know what up. Overhead. overhead. I don't know. I'm guessing standing up or something like that. I don't know where, but they chained him to it, and each of the five men gave them fifteen lashes with a leather whip. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> and after this whipping, James was untied, given his sleeping bag, and chained up for the night. So that was day one. So then, after the next day, the men re- the men returned to the shed, and again, tied him to the auger thing. And starting with Ryan, they would each give him 15 lashes from the whip. I mean, that's better than a shovel of the ass, so... That would completely wreck your outsides and all that. I know, but it's better than a fucking shovel up the ass. Two foot of wooden horror up your butt. After James had received 75 lashes from everybody in the group, Ryan said that that Thim still had not received enough punishment. My God. So James was forced to lie down with his on his freshly whipped back on the ground. He was then bound to a pipe, and each of the men would lash his chest and his stomach 15 times. So it's a bunch more times of the beating on his body. So then Ryan decided to move his, you know, what was it? Which hand? His left hand. He moved his right, his, (laughs) (laughs) fuck me. He moved his left hand off, like onto a block or something of wood. And he decided to take. This is James hands on a block. Yeah, Ryan took James' left hand, moved on a block, and started shooting his fingertips off with a pistol. Oh my god. Yeah, Ryan would start with one finger, he made the rest shoot off one of the other ones. They're pretty good shots then. I mean, you just put it right against it, probably. Oh, I guess, yeah. (laughs) I don't think they're distance shooting at this point. (laughs) Told you to stand 30 meters back, not 28. We're in the shed, Ryan. <laughs> How far can we go? <laughs> Fuck me. So then after shooting off his fingertips, uh, Ryan then kicked and broke Ryan no, Ryan kicked and broke James's arm. And then told James that he was going to skin off a part of him. So using some kitchen gloves and a razor blade. Ryan began making incisions all along James's legs. Fuck. Or one of his legs. And started peeling the skin off with pliers. Oh my god. All this while James was still alive. 
and after that uh, oh yeah immediately after that Ryan would tell his son Dennis that he could break one of James's legs so Dennis took a rough two by two two by two board and proceeded to hit James's legs in the knee until his leg broke so then Ryan told Dennis and Timothy that there was a much easier way to break a leg so he placed a block of wood under James's other leg and told Timothy Haverkamp one of the other members to hit it with the board one hit mm, he yeah. broke it how how can a person like all these other people besides Ryan and his son mm. how can they stand doing this to another man I mean yeah I get it they believe Yahweh is telling Ryan that they need to do this but still yeah you're at your lowest point in life <clears throat> Ryan is a great manipulator but still you have to have some fucking humanity in you I I could be on the verge of like my lowest point in life I'm still not gonna beat the shit out of another man I don't care if Fucking God himself came down and told me. I am not beating the shit out of another man. Unless it is warranted. This man's not warranted. <laughs> like, honestly, like... If I seen somebody doing this to James... If I seen Ryan doing this to James... You would act up? I would beat the shit out of Ryan, yeah. I would not... It'd be just you, though. Yes. Everyone else wouldn't believe no. in Ryan or they'd be scared they wouldn't participate and you'd be going against a guy who could be a linebacker <laughs> no shit he's a big boy but yeah. still like they have to have these other people have to have no humanity left in them well, it's just the way it's, it is I mean there's a number called we will cover them yeah but I know specifically if you ever heard of the Ant Hill kids? Mm-mm. Their leader was... Everything he did to them was sadistic. Like, parts equal somewhat on what he's doing to James here. Yeah. Which and I know... they just let it happen because <clears throat> it's the whole point. Believe in me. You know? You have nothing else. Believe in me. I'll build you up. And then everything revolves around them. Yeah. They do something wrong, they'll put it in your brain, and you'll full-heartedly believe, this is my fault. Yeah. I have to fix it. I have to do whatever Which they say. I have heard stories of, like, people that were actually, like, have actually got out of cults or, like, yeah. they just play with your mind the whole time. Yeah. That's the point of it. But, I mean. That's how you grab them. You get them hooked in, you every... don't let go. Every story I've read was people that were born into the cult. Oh. These people weren't. They just joined this cult like two, three years ago. Yeah. You still got to be questioning shit. Maybe. I mean, but I don't... But the one person who questioned it out there... Yeah, he got... He's getting tortured. <laughs> yeah, he got shuffled, yeah. So, basically, after broken arm, two broken legs... Being basically skinned alive on your leg. 
being lashed like over a hundred times and obviously having two feet worth of shovel handle up her butt and ruptured insides. Oh shit. James's torture eventually ended when Ryan said, I'll cave his chest in. That's sure to kill him. And this large, six foot two, 285 pound man began stomping on James's chest repeatedly with his thick old cowboy boots. Oh, fuck. So eventually it was him completely breaking. James's ribs. I killed him. I can't imagine that being a quick death either. Um, at that point, he's probably barely alive. I mean, I but know, then he but... gets his entire chest cavity crushed in. Um, immediately after that, Ryan orders. Uh, was it James or James is dead? Not James. Then James Haverkamp. Oh, I think it's James Haverkamp or one other one to go get a sleeping bag to like wrap him in and all that and he comes back and James James Thin he's dead I mean it was like a couple minutes worth of time but still you're seeing through all that torture and then you gotta go through the couple of minutes of having your entire torso caved in but luckily it ended for him no shit. He's dead. The torture's done. Fuck. And so they eventually bury him in... I can't remember if it was a shallow grave or it was an actually big grave. But they dug him pretty much a little ways out from Luke. And cult life carried on. Every day after that. Until on June 25th of 1985... When both James Haberkamp and John Andreas, one of the other cult leader men, were both apprehended by police while attempting to return to the farm with what's called a sprayer rig. Mm. I don't know what that was. Some farm equipment that they I'm stolen. guessing that's the one with the big tires that stands like really high up off the ground. Oh. You've oh, I got you. Yeah, Those sprayers in the fields, yeah. yeah. The I ones that it. you could almost feel like you could drive a car underneath. Yep. I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. How the fuck would you steal one of those? Hop in. Drive off. On those things in the fields? I mean, if they're just... I don't know how any of that works. June? June. June is when they got picked up. Oh. See, I don't know when they actually spray that shit. I think it's like May... Actually, it might be about June time. So my one might be just sit out sitting in the field. Probably. I don't know. I'm guessing some dipshit left the keys in them. I have no idea how any of that <laughs> works. Well, yeah, no, I'm not a farmer. I'm not a farmer expert here. Yeah. But yeah, they got picked up trying to steal this farm equipment from Kansas. And while they're incarcerated, they pretty much gave the lowdown of what was going on in the Rulo farm to the cops. <clears throat> to so eventually, with this information, they got a search warrant in place. So they basically, a few days after that, well, actually not a few days. It was in August seventeenth, 
I going to say, that'd take a while. Yeah, August 17th to August 18th, the police finally came to this farm. It was, the whole group was consisted of multiple FBI agents, ATF, um, county police, state troopers, you know. Well, yeah, there's town actually something because if they got picked up in Kansas, Kansas police can't come over to Nebraska and do shit. No, they can't. So they'd have to go international. Or not international. Fucking Interpol is at this thing too? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god, that'd have been cool, but no. They'd have to go like big wigs and all that. Yeah, the feds. They couldn't do it themselves, legally. Well, I mean, obviously ATF was involved because after they raided, because of course they're waiting for the end of times, they were stockpiling on guns and weapons just like the Branch Davidians in Waco. But, yeah, they stockpiled clothes, food, and they had dozens of weapons, including half a dozen semiotic weapons. Nice. And then 75,000 rounds of ammunition stockpiled Jesus. up. So, yeah, that was a lot of shit. What's ATF stand for, alcohol? The Department of Alcohol, Firearms, and Tobacco. Tobacco, Firearms? ATF? The Department of Alcohol, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. There you go. <laughs> the AFT. Yeah. Calling in the AFT. <laughs> FBI is also F- Federal Bureau of Investigation. Federal Booby Inspector. Yeah. Or that one was good. But yeah, they eventually raided this farm. They found the bodies. And they arrested everybody. Um, I think... Did they shoot Ryan on the spot? They did not. They arrested him. Should have. <laughs> so, at the end of it all, I have no idea what happened to the children or the women. They huh. were not charged at all, but the men, of course, were. Dennis was tried as an adult, I, I believe. Good. He got second degree murder. Which they got first. Well, with his not so enthusiastic role in the murder of James they kind of repealed that and he got out in like 2009 I believe he was released in 2009 where? I I don't know he's not living in Nebraska good I know that (laughs) he's somewhere where nobody else knows and whoever knows isn't telling so then uh both Timothy and James Haverkamp were arrested. I don't know if it was just one. At least one of them was released in like 2011, I think. Where? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, okay? (laughs) But Ryan himself was convicted of second degree murder for Luke's death and then first degree for James. How second degree for Luke's death? I don't know. Actually, I think it was... First degree for Luke. It was a little different from all the other sources that I was looking at. Yeah. But it was, at the very least, first degree for James. Did he get the death penalty? He did, actually. Oh, good. He He received the death penalty. In, like, what, 2019? Uh, Ryan passed away in prison at the age of 66 in 
May of the year 2015, awaiting death penalty. So he died. Should have killed him off right away. Law enforcement can't really do that, Devin. (laughs) No, but if... If I was a cop and I heard what he just did, I wouldn't have taken it so easy on him. Oh, yeah? Dude, he just tortured a dude. That's a sadistic motherfucker. Yeah, it is. It's fucked up. Went through a court system and he got convicted. Spent his life in prison. The rest of it, anyway. Good. Yeah. Except sometimes they kind of thrive there. Yeah. Some people do. Like that. Which one was it that we Richard talked? Speck. Richard Speck, the first episode. Yeah, grilling boobies and start blowing dudes <laughs> doing coke while in prison. Oh, shit. I hope Ryan didn't have such an easy life. You know, I didn't really I, see much about I, his imprisonment. I, I know, like, feel like I should have. I've known some people that have been in prison and they've talked about, like, child murderers. They don't get it. No, they don't get it people as hard as we hope hate, they do. No, people hate them in prison. I can imagine. Yeah. But, I mean, they either go into solitary or... Yeah. Some people just don't fuck with them. I mean, that's the thing in prison, right? Like, keep your head down. Most yeah. people aren't going to fuck with you. Yeah. They probably do that. I hope so, we got this shit I mean, kicked out of him every day. There's... I mean... I, I hope somebody took majority. a mop handle and shoved it up his ass. It's smaller, but... Oh, yeah? Like, supposedly what they did to Jeffrey Dahmer? Even though that's not what happened to him? Oh, the I rumor was that. he died from being mop handle up his butt? Oh. That's not true. He was beaten to death with the pipe. Good. I mean, this guy deserves any wrongdoing that happened to yeah. him in prison. No matter what. So, talking about shovel handles up the ass. Oh, good. My dad always talks about this guy who used to work for him was oh, working yeah. on a pivot one day oh. and he slipped and fell off the pivot and there was a shovel like stuck in the ground right beside the pivot and he landed on the shovel like got it up his butt he it went up his ass it went up his rectum and it stopped on the sternum uh. that bone right in the middle of your chest uh, yep i know that's where it stopped that's nasty and, like, his feet weren't able to touch the ground. <laughs> he oh lived. God. He lived. How does that even work? How does your body even work after something like that? No shit. I would have killed myself after that. Oh, jeez. Yeah, like, he fell onto it. So, like, it went sh- it went all the- it went as far as it could. <laughs> as far as it could. God, yeah. And my dad used to always tell that fucking story. I remember it was like a... Fucking like 10 year old hearing that story. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are you not scared of shovels? I was back then, yeah. <laughs> if I ever climbed something, I made sure there was nothing sticking up. Oh, God. Now they usually have handles, don't they? Well, not big. Like, like, like they got the shovels things, I guess. They got the one handle on the end that actually comes out so you can grip it. Yeah. Yeah. I could not have. Oh. That would be fine, because you're not getting that up the ass. If you did, you're kind of fucking... Oh, you're probably just... Screwed. Break your ass bone. Tailbone? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not like you're getting some multiple feet yeah. up your butt. Yeah, no. Jeez. 
That reminds me of a story I've told before. What? Not told before. I heard on the show, like a different show than ours, but a news thing where this guy, like a couple years back in the UK, he was like a World War II nut. So he had a bunch of this paraphernalia around him. Yeah. And so I guess he was like messing around in his house and he slipped. He's like in, like one of those older gentlemen too. So I was like, I don't know how you make it through that. Yeah. But he slipped and he fell. And then he went to the hospital and they found he had like one of those World War II artillery shells up his butt. <gasps> no. Fuck, that's you big. Thick those things that's are. big. Yeah. I don't know how you slip on one of those. No shit. I don't know how you get one of those up the ass. Dude, he must have something lubed up in there. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know how. It must have been like mid shit, so it's pretty. So it's already. <laughs> Maybe you lied about trying to fucking artillery show. Yeah. But he had that Fuck. thing stuck on there, and you know what they did? Did they get it out? They called the bump squad on him. <gasps> they, called the... they called the bump squad on this dude oh with a bomb God. up his butt. Imagine being that guy, like, yeah, I got an artillery shell. Yeah, it's like they had to call the bomb squad. Like, Fuck. Yeah, you're like this guy trying to converse with a nurse, and he's like, yeah. "This hurts a lot." He's like. We know we're doing something about it. It's like, <laughs> is it the doctor? We called the bomb squad. Yeah, we called the bomb squad. We called the bomb squad on your butt. <laughs> They're going to have to disarm it from the inside out. <laughs> They're going to have to disarm you. Imagine getting two hands up the ass. Ooh. I don't want to imagine two hands up the ass. So, is that the end of the story? or? That's the end of it. That's Michael Ryan and his Rulo Doomsday Colt. Damn. Dark stuff, ain't it? Yeah. So, dude. Where's your rundown? Yeah, to do a soft punch. <laughs> soft punch. You got this, buddy. <laughs> James. What did you say his last name was? Thim. Thim? T H I M M. He got a shovel up the ass. He got the shovel up the booty. Multiple times. He got the shit kicked out of him, lost a few fingers, or got a few fingers shot off. Got sauteed or filleted. Sauteed, filleted. Oh, you can say sauteed. <laughs> like got a little saute. He got filleted. They all ended up in jail. Most of them. Most of them. Yeah. Some got out of jail. But yeah, he got a shovel up the ass. Two feet. Yeah. Two feet of shovel handle up the butt. And that's the soft punch of it. That's the, that's the soft punch, folks. Fuck. Gonna make you do a soft punch every time I do a graphic thing. Yep, we will. Dude, every fucking episode I'm gonna do is gonna be graphic. But you know what the best part is? Mm. They're gonna have to find the soft punch. <laughs> so they're gonna have to keep skipping through like, Oh, that's really graphic. That's graphic. That's graphic. Soft punch here, guys. Oh, let's go. So you got a fact? I do have a fact. Keep up with troubling psychology of everything. So did you know that loneliness in a person, if you're lonely for like a longer period of time? 24 years? Or... (laughs) (laughs) For the sake of the argument, maybe a couple months. Oh, okay. Uh, it has the same imp- implications on your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Mm. That's what I feel You know like. how crazy that is? Yeah. Something that's so physically bad for you. 15 cigarettes a day is really bad. 
Yeah. So being lonely, just being lonely for that period of time has the same effect. It does. Weird how social creatures are, isn't it? You crying about it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm lonely too. I just By found me. out I've been a smoker my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop. Yeah. yeah, isn't it weird? All these, like, such social fucking animals that yeah. we literally can die just from not being around each other. Which, there is one animal that actually, I think it's ferrets. Ferrets? Yeah, if they don't, I think it's if they don't fuck another ferret for like a, once a year, they die. Because of loneliness. Like, because ferrets are like really social creatures. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I it's 15 packs a day social <laughs> creature, but. <laughs> Theirs is like 30 packs a day? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That would suck. Yeah. Um, still sucks being lonely. It does. Sucks being lonely. It's a hard knock life. <laughs> we got each other. I only smoke <laughs> 10 packs a day. Yeah. Wait, it said 15 packs a day? Oh, I'm sorry, 15 cigarettes. I was it's just cigarettes, say. not packs. <laughs> If you're smoking 15 <laughs> packs a day, you need help because you're going to yeah. die in the next 20, 20, 20 minutes. Days. <laughs> 20 minutes, maybe, yeah. Fuck, that's a lot of cigarettes. I mean, you can get nicotine poisoning. It does yeah. happen. Yeah. 15 pack will do that for you. <laughs> I bet. Oh, you're going a little too far there, buddy. <laughs> so you ready for my fact? That's, God, I hate this thing. It's a little Duh. graphic, okay? It's a little graphic. Is this something about shovels? No, but it's about your asshole. My asshole? Right. Anybody's asshole. So, <laughs> your asshole can stretch, stretch up to seven inches. Seven inches? Yeah. Whoa. You could put a shovel handle in there. A raccoon can fit in a hole to three inches. Are you... you can, you're telling me I can put a raccoon in my boot? Two raccoons. Two raccoons. You can fit two raccoons up your asshole. Doesn't it depend on the thickness of said raccoon? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. A fatter raccoon is not going to fit in, you in a, a three-inch hole. a raccoon a chance. <laughs> I mean, a chunkier raccoon, you're only going to get one up the ass. But a smaller raccoon, you can fit two of them up your asshole at the time. Hmm. Maybe put them in tail first. I don't know. Asshole, asshole. <laughs> yeah, your asshole can stretch up to seven inches. Seven inches is And crazy. a raccoon can fit in a hole down to three inches. Hell of a fact, I guess. Yeah. So if you ever run raccoons, pucker your ass. <laughs> the thought experiment of the day for everyone. Ugh. Now you're going to look at every raccoon and be like, can I fit you in? <laughs> I could sit on you. <laughs> Why don't you take a deep dive in my body purse? <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't imagine my asshole stretching even three inches. No. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to think about stretching my ass. <laughs> seven at all. inches is pretty big. <laughs> I, seven inches is. Like... From measuring how? I'm guessing diameter. Like diameter. The radius. It didn't really say. No. Are you taking radius the circumference of the fucked. difference? 
<laughs> Before taking damage. Good God. A human anus can stretch up to seven inches before taking damage. And literally the next sentence, I had to look these up separate. Because I kind of <laughs> knew the fact. Literally the next sentence is, a raccoon can fit into a space less than four inches wide. <laughs> I should have just So you're the it. one who brought the raccoon into the equation. No, I've heard that fact before. Oh. That you can fit two raccoons up your ass, but. Wow. Yeah. Nasty. Yep. Nasty stuff. Nastiness is the part of the episode. Yeah, so that's the Rulo cult. That's the Rulo Doomsday cult. The more you know. You've probably never heard of these people. Yeah, that's a story you don't know if you want to know. <laughs> if you didn't want to know, we'll tell you anyway. Yep. There you have it. Yep, so you can unpucker your assholes now. The episode's over. <laughs> episode's over. We gave you your soft punch. What more do you want from us? Yep. <laughs> so let that be a lesson. Don't join Don't a go cult. trusting charismatic people. Yep. They're cult leaders. <laughs> the only thing you can trust is raccoons. <laughs> yeah. Which I looked it up earlier. It said that they're... It's estimated that there's up to 10,000 cults active in America. Like at the moment? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's nightmare fuel. Even more. Which? 10,000 cults? It said most of them are like under... It's estimated most of them are under like police radar, so... Oh. Probably not doing anything like shoving up a shovel... Shoving a shovel up a ass, but... Probably not, but I mean still scary. 10,000 cults. Any given moment. Yeah. Along with 50 serial killers <laughs> at yeah. every given moment. So you got serial killers and you got cults active at any moment. You're listening to this every second. There's an active cult and serial killer somewhere. Yeah. Happy, happy thoughts, happy thoughts. So I got 10,000 chances to get hit, to get uh, seduced into a cult. <laughs> will never happen it's like let's go practice yeah it will never happen <laughs> well i'll be waiting for my perfect quote so i'll just cover the other ones until it happens yeah all right we should start one start a cult about what i don't know i mean it'll, it won't be like anything dangerous got an anime no <laughs> <laughs> the cult of just learning something. cult of learning yep <laughs> That's us. All we do is learn. I feel, oh my god, somewhere we're going to turn into the evil that's Scientology. No. Scientology bad. They're going to come after us for me just yeah, saying that. Yeah, don't say that. I want to get Tom Cruise on the show one day. We can have Tom Cruise. He's a professional. He's also high up in Scientology. He is, but, yeah. We'll figure it out someday. Yeah. We're still waiting for a cold. <laughs> yeah. All right. This has been Rulo. Thanks for listening. Yep. Let's go get a beer. Let's go get a beer. Celebrate shovels. Yep. Let's go.